0: Running the option on first down, Hagan has it, he has Rome, he's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley-Wright from the logo. got it!
1: Oh, McKinley-Wright. Breaks a tackle, touchdown, touchdown, that's five for Chris Brown. The defense of Tomlinson, Colorado is going to the end.
0: Three people down there, the ball's up in the air, caught, touchdown, caught by Westbrook for a touchdown. I think they like my Colorado sway.
2: Hey, everybody. Welcome in to the DNVR Buffs podcast presented, as always, by Canyon Bakehouse. I am your host, Henry Chisholm, and I have some special guests here today. Ryan Konigsberg, who you guys know well, uh, former BSN Buff person himself, uh, just cracking a beer. We're excited to have him. Uh, we also have Brendan Vogt from BSN Nuggets, who just kind of stayed in this... Oh, DN- DNVR Nuggets. Uh, that, yeah... Whoops. Never worked for BSN. Uh, never. And frankly, never. I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> it's a <joke>. uh, <laughs> just start the podcast. The point is, though, that Brendan just wouldn't leave the room. And so as excited as we are to have Ryan here, we're not nearly as excited for
3: Brendan.
4: Yeah, I'm not sure why I'm here. I was feeling hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been yeah. a long day. Yeah. I know three things about the buff, so we'll see how this goes. We've, We've but already got
3: issues as you wore green and gold on the uh, podcast Ugh. here. All right. I got a rep Stephen vote of the Oakland
4: Athletics. Remember? Oh, I was is wondering that, that because Cardinals guy. Yeah, no, it's not my brother. I just bought another <laughs> grown
2: man's jersey just because his last name is my last name. Yeah, I like yeah, that. I can yeah. see it. Shout out Stephen. Uh, before we get into the podcast, Brendan, what are the three things you know about the Buffs? I'm I'm all in on Mel Tucker. It seems like everyone else is,
4: right? Yeah. Am I wrong bobblehead on that?
3: here, by the way. Shout out Free Ball and Podcast Shout for out providing the, bobble, and pod. the bobblehead. Yeah. So in addition to the obvious
4: swagger, shorts demeanor, I'm all in on that road win against our ranked team since
2: how long was the last time 2002 got half the stat though okay were you alive then Brendan?
4: 2002 <laughs> uh, in the in the womb for sure <laughs> so I know that that's pretty dope um I know that uh, Laviska is is you can't you can't leave him alone. And uh, I know that Montez. Are you talking about like Henry won't leave him alone. Or? <laughs> no, no, you can't you can't leave about on it. You can't leave your, your defensive back out on an island, as you football guys would say, right? You yeah, got to double do say cover that. We love saying yeah, that. I know the terminology. And lastly, Montez, I'm not sure about. He's got some good. He's a, I'm not. He's a good college football quarterback, but sometimes it seems like in that offense, he's got to make some some Sunday throws, and I don't know. I don't know if I see it. Okay. Am I wrong? Am I wrong on that? I
3: I think he specializes in Sunday throws. He doesn't. He's not good at Friday throws.
4: Can, can you explain what that means? To me?
3: Like he can make the the tough NFL throws. It's just okay. the easy stuff that. All right, sometimes this might be a comes better way of seeing it.
4: I've seen two, and a half, two games. So which two? Uh Nebraska. That was pretty rad. And yeah. uh, Colorado State. Okay. I was fake rooting for the Rams during that game.
3: Yeah, well mm. Brendan so Brendan didn't know who to cheer for, and then he was like, Oh, like maybe I'll be a fan of the underdog. And then <laughs> that did not go well. And, yeah, and then he realized quickly that that was a bad life choice. You because just,
1: the
2: underdog loses. You could just be
4: a Slide fan of the, the of the better underdog, as you went on to tell me. Yeah, so
3: right. I was like, it's not like rooting for the buffs mm-hmm. is a front runner
4: move. <laughs> so I'm all in. I'm gonna get my shirts today on the way out the door. I'm a buffs guy now. Nice. Sorry, CSU. Welcome nice. to the
2: family. Glad oh. to have you. Um before we actually jump into the show. We do need to give a shout out to Canyon Bakehouse for presenting this podcast. Uh, If you guys don't eat soy or gluten or dairy or nuts or like probably some other things too, then definitely check them out. You can find them at any major grocery store. You can uh, also go to canyonglutenfree.com to grab a coupon. So do that because they support us. So you guys should support them. Um... Before we start just talking randomly about the buffs, we're going to talk a little bit about what we learned from Mel Tucker at the uh, media availability today, even though you two weren't there. So this is all just kind of going to be breaking news to you. All right. Um, I'm excited for this. So the big story out of Buffs Camp this week is that the buffs really aren't taking the week off. They're, They're doing the exact same stuff they always do. I guess usually they're in pads today. Today they were just in helmets. But they're competing. They're down actually on the fall, pre- fall camp practice fields instead of on their normal practice field. And that's strange. They aren't just getting rest. They're competing. They're actually keeping score in practice today, which football teams don't really do. Never seen that. Uh, and they're doing it in the bye week too. So initial thoughts to that, Ryan?
3: Uh, Mel Tucker had this idea? Yeah. Cool. Mel yeah, Tucker had it. this yeah, idea. Sounds good. <laughs> Where do we sign? Yeah. Uh, no. I- I actually really do like this idea. You wrote the story and the headline was like, this isn't a week to kick your feet up, uh, which it was Van Deest who said that. Yep. And that's a reflection of what Mel Tucker is passing through them. He's saying, hey, let's not take a step back because they have momentum. They just got the first road win uh, against uh, a ranked team in, in, what was it, 17 years. Yeah. So, like, they they have momentum. If you take this time to relax – you're going to be in trouble. Look at the Broncos. Remember the Broncos back in 2017? They started yep. 3 and 1. Yeah. And then they had an early buy and they never they like relaxed and they never got it back. Literally to this day, they still haven't gotten it back. So if if you take your foot off the pedal, if you take a second to to smell the roses mm-hmm. at this point, you're going to get yourself in trouble. And so I love the fact that Mel is cranking up the intensity, making them compete against each other so they don't lose any edge.
2: Yeah, well, and the crazy part to me is that he's not losing the players because of it. Because if I'm a college kid and you say, this is supposed to be my weekend off, you know, I'm, I'm upset about that. I want my weekends. You don't get many of those when you're a college athlete. And they're all just focused on football. You know, Alex Fontenot said specifically, like, I'm disappointed we only wore helmets today. I wanted to be going full speed. Like, that's where my talents are best used. And I don't know. I mean, that's that's not what you'd expect a team that's a little bit banged up to be doing.
3: Any so is that, is that rallying right. around
4: a coach? I mean, yeah. is that – that's what we're talking about here, it, right? It yeah.
2: must be.
3: Yeah, it's – I mean, these guys, how could they not? You know, how are they not feeling it with, with Mel Tucker right now? This is like – So important for a coach to have early success like this Mm -hmm. because all of a sudden all these messages that they've just been like pounding into your brain throughout the summer and throughout the fall is you're like, oh, he was right about that. And when he says something in the halftime locker room and and they kill it, you're like, oh, Coach Tucker was right about that. Everything that he said so far has proven itself out. I guarantee you he told them if you guys aren't on top of it against Air Force, you're going to lose. Well, they weren't on top of it. They lost. Like, they have a trust in everything he says right now. And so he's telling them right now, hey, we cannot relax. And they have no reason not to say, all right, well, if we want to have a successful season, we have to listen to coach.
2: Yeah. Does anybody here have the take that, like, this is bad, that they should be focused on healing? So, Brendan, just so you know, in that last game, they had, like, five guys go down in the game and then come back in. They lost LaVisca Chenault. Who we actually we didn't get an update today from Mel Tucker on him or Mustafa Johnson. Hopefully later this week we'll get one. He said, but uh, they're hurt and they're still just grinding. Like, do, do any of you think we should be resting? It's a reasonable take. It's yeah. <laughs> it sounds like is you, that anybody's take? It Sounds like I, you
4: think that a little bit. Hank.
2: I I think the podcast is more interesting if somebody here thinks
4: that. All right, I'll make the argument. Okay, <laughs> I made the argument. Rest up, get healthy. I mean, these guys know what to do, mm-hmm. right? They're D one players. They're rolling. So it's a matter of executing on 10-11, so you get it done on 10-11. But you get healthy between now and then. And there can be a, such a thing as too much football. In the basketball world, at the end of the season, I mean, these guys aren't practicing at all. And and they are like, look, we know what to do out there. Football is a little more complicated, I'll,
3: I'll admit. But because you have to game plan for every yeah. game and all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, and there's
4: just so many players and so many things to account for. But you do, you do, know, at this point in the season, maybe you're, you're just feeling it. It's about getting healthy.
3: The the one thing I will say is obviously they're not like making Lavisca practice or no. or no. Mustafa no, no, or no, no, probably no. even Delrick or Chris Miller or any of these people who are hurt. It's it's the other guys that they need to like they're resting the guys who need to be rested. But if you're healthy, then you got to keep you got to keep the sword sharp.
2: Yeah. Well, and the crazy part from Mel Tucker is that like this is an evaluation period. This is like fall camp where you got to be showing out. You know, he said today that. They're competing because he thinks there are guys on this team who have improved over the last four weeks since they've had an opportunity like this to go full speed against each other to show what they can do in practice that he thinks can take some reps, specifically on the special teams. Some guys who haven't been playing much in the first few games could be earning playing
3: time this week. I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's um Well that, and that's another thing that he like wants those players to feel like they have something to play for. Yeah. You know, like, hey, look. We've got well, how many days between games? Like 14, 14 days yeah. between games here. There's a lot of time for you for one of you to show me why you should be on the field. And having you know played football, those little messages like wow, they might be BS, and they probably BS. They probably especially are. for like ninety nine percent of the guys who aren't playing. Yep. Maybe there's a one percent, but like when you're in the thick and you don't realize that there's probably a bigger gap between you and the guy that's playing. You like believe that yeah, you know absolutely. and you're like sure. oh, oh, oh like if i just step it up this week and i make an extra play here and there like maybe i really will play next week and that's gonna push the guys in front of them
2: yeah yeah i don't know it's it's just different than what i expected you know i, I tweeted today when i tweeted out that story i wrote about it where it, you know i went in there thinking okay let's talk to a few guys about what they're going to do with their time off like w- what what are your plans Are you, are you guys going to go do something anything like that and they all just said like no we were sleeping more is what we're doing we're going to practice like they aren't thinking about the things that college kids are normally thinking about and that's weird to me it's weird to me that he's able to keep you know jaron mangham he said he's only like he's celebrating his birthday today and then that's it he's turning 19 and he's willing to take this free time and just keep grinding i don't know shows shows something i think Laviska turns 21 this weekend he does he does and that's crazy to think about that he's do you guys think he'll have a fun birthday? <laughs> <laughs> Is that on the table for Lavisca?
3: Yeah, I think Lavisca might have some fun on his it's birthday. It's gonna be like with Von Miller, and yeah, like yeah, yeah, OBJ somehow. And
2: I don't know. It's it's crazy because I don't want to like like I don't know how these guys do all the fun things that they do, but you see it pop up on social media where it's like I think it was KD just started sending out uh, Instagram stories about how he has a new snake. And it's, it's just, like, this pure white snake. And it was just wrapped around his wrist. And he was just, like, walking around with the snake on his arm.
3: Like wha- And you're, like, worried about the snake's livelihood? Oh, <laughs> yeah, <whoa>, exactly.
2: Exactly. <laughs> like, there are also two huskies in that house. So, like, yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting.
3: Yeah. Uh, I know someone who works up there in compliance. And they are, like, we always tell the players, like, don't get pets. You can't handle <laughs> pets. What are you doing with pets? Don't, like, and, like, she, they're, like, yeah, usually... They end up having to put the dogs up for adoption. So we'll yeah. we'll, we'll pray prayers up for the snake, right? Yeah, <laughs> prayers up for the snake. Yeah. <laughs> that's the name of this podcast. <laughs> prayers up for the snake.
2: Uh, I don't know. It's just weird stuff. That college football lifestyle, where it's like you don't really have money, but at the same time you're like, like he's Lavisca Chenault.
3: Here's the thing: is I lived with a, a guy who played on the football team. He was the punter, and Weird flex. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty cool. No. Uh and he like always so you get like a twelve hundred back then it was twelve, I'm sure it's like fourteen hundred dollars a month. You get like a fourteen hundred dollar a month stipend for room and board when you're out of the dorms. Mm -hmm. Well, our rent was like five sixty-five. So you actually do like can like make a little bit of money huh. uh, when when you're a college athlete, which is one of the reasons why I've always been like, all right, let's pump the brakes a little bit on paying them. Just let them profit off of their likeness. Yeah. That's yeah. what I think is important. But they do. It's not like mostly so I can play NCAA 19. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's a me thing. <laughs> That's yeah. a very important part <laughs> of all of this. But like they aren't. Just, you know, they have no money. But a lot of those guys also are sending some of that money back home, and, and there's yeah, all of sorts course. of complications. A- yeah,
4: situation's different, so.
1: Yeah.
3: And at the same time, like,
2: uh, LaVisca shows up to Pac-12 Media Day wearing, like, $1,300 Dolce and Gabbana shoes. It's like. Just it, saved up his stipend happened? for two saved months. Saved up his stipend. Or
3: something else happened, but know, I'm not one to judge. Hard, hard to guess. guess. <laughs> hard to guess.
2: Yeah, and, like, I don't know, a few weeks after that, my sister's down here, and I try to sneak her into a 21 Savage concert doesn't work and she's not 16 yet but uh i we get home i'm just looking through instagram it's his like his name oh. is 21 savage for <laughs> reason it's not 16 savage uh but yeah we like we she's we look at the instagram 16. stories and lavisca Chenault and katie nixon are at that concert like of course they are because where else would they be you know
3: they're it, like the it's a weird lifestyle those two are like the coolest dudes though to like come through see you in a long time like they are friends with von miller yeah you know, they're all from the same city so like that makes them like extra cool. Is he like just around campus,
4: ever? Vaughn? I mean, Vaughn? No, 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 no. Like, oh, like two stars. Like, how often are they on campus? Do you think? Yeah, Colorado. I, I mean, would
3: hope they don't actually have to go to class, but I, <laughs> they uh, I genuinely shouldn't asking, have to go to class. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these coaches. Like, well,
4: like, Hank. They're athletes. They're students oh, first, they're and they're students. And they're they're yeah, athletes
3: 2nd yeah, no. sure. Like Laviska Shenault is going to be a top ten pick. He does not need to go to class, but a lot of these coaches are very are very strict about that. So mm. maybe he does go to class.
2: Yeah. And I've told this story before, so we won't go into details, but Brendan, that same time my sister was down here, we were just wandering around campus up there, went into the rec center, and Lavisco was in there dunking basketballs, having somebody film him dunk basketballs. Oh, wow. So while that's that's not like going to class, but
3: not he, was okay. around, he was around. He was around. <laughs> counts. He was around. I'm not yeah. okay with him doing that, by the way. You're not
2: okay with him dunking basketballs? Like,
3: he needs to be, like, covered in bubble wrap anytime he's not playing football. Wow. Just wow. not move.
4: I mean, wow, you really are an anti-player guy. What do you mean? You don't want to pay him. You don't want to <laughs> let him move. Oh
3: no, I just uh, want him. To be, I want. I want him to get paid later, so no, I don't want right. him to hurt himself playing basketball.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Is basketball even the problem? It's always just when he hits that shoulder that something happens. Like he's not going to hit that shoulder.
3: What if they just took the shoulder off? B- galaxy brain. Yeah,
2: yeah. If it's and off, honestly, he's still so big. Right. I bet. Like the way he uses his shoulders, he could just do all that with one shoulder. He could just throw shoulders. Yeah. That exactly. one way.
4: Hey, I have a I have a football question. Oh, perfect. Oh uh, yeah, just to help us get this thing back on. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, so how big how big is this gap, Oregon, Oregon, Colorado?
2: I mean, that's a good question. That's Wait. a question we don't really know the answer to. Why are uh, we talking about Oregon? Um Arizona's up next, by the way.
4: Uh no, I know. I just was looking. Okay. I, uh, just curious. <laughs> just curious. Top ranked team in I'm just the Pac twelve. What's I'm the I'm pulling them up up for buffs. football stuff? So
3: go for football. Um, the one thing that Oregon has had for years now that has always given the buffs trouble is team speed. And this year it's especially a problem for the buffs on the defensive side of the ball. Not a problem at all on offense, but that's always going to give them trouble. Like Oregon just recruits these insanely fast athletes and they have them at every position. And then when they do hit on a guy like Mariota or this time around Herbert, it's like you have this point guard who, just, just distributes the ball to these insanely fast athletes. So that I mean, like when they play, it, that's going to be a big problem. So,
4: if, but I'm saying if you're so if you're Colorado now, how hard is it to focus on Arizona with that on the schedule?
3: Not hard. I don't. No? Th- I don't think it's hard. What coaches do in a situation like that, because so it goes home to Arizona and then at Oregon. Yep. What coaches do in a scenario like this is Mel Tucker will go through the tape. I learned this from Tad Boyle, by the way. Uh, Mel Tucker will go through the tape of Oregon. He'll also go through the tape of Arizona. He'll find everything that those two teams both do. Huh. And yep. he'll harp that real hard this week so that he can get a little bit of extra preparation for Oregon. And then when that game comes up, he says, hey, we've been working on this all last week, so let's just touch on this and move on. It's like it's like a little hack. So you're not looking mm-hmm. ahead, but you, you, the coach gets to look ahead without the players knowing that he's looking ahead.
4: Gotcha.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean... I don't know. Just because I think that this is kind of an interesting conversation. I mean, not only does Oregon have that speed, they also have the massive offensive line. Like, that offensive line is so good against the Buffs front seven. They're just going to push them around, especially without Mustafa Johnson. But then you have the speed, too, and the DBs and the linebackers have had troubles in coverage. That's scary thinking of Oregon's offense against Colorado's defense. Other way around, though, I mean, Colorado's offense is one of the best in the Pac 12. Like, they should be able to maybe not totally keep up, but the margin
3: for error is so small though, it is. right? If there's it that is. Gap Unfortunately, game. that's what well, that's what we're gonna see pretty much the rest of the season. That's gonna happen yeah. against Arizona. Yeah. Um they're not gonna have an answer for Khalil Tate. Nope. I'm already mentally preparing myself for that. Yeah. Uh that's a good idea. And you're just gonna have to be ready to score on the other way. And it's just like the game that Khalil Tate had over three hundred rushing yards against us. But we like uh, what people forget, and I talked about this on free balling last night, what people forget is that Phil had 215 and, like, three TDs in that game. They kept up. It was just one of those games whoever has it last is going to win, and Mm -hmm. Arizona had it last, the Buffs lost. But, like, those games are so hard to watch. Get ready for it. It, We're going to see a lot of them for the rest of the season.
2: And, like, the biggest thing, the biggest difference between a guy like Justin Herbert and a guy like Steven Montez is just that Justin Herbert is on his game more often. You know, like, if Steven Montez was always playing like he was last week, I don't think we're talking like top three pick, but we're saying like, oh, he's a second round guy. Maybe he's even like a late first round guy. But the problem is he just isn't that way. Whereas with Herbert, you know, he's streaky. He has more upside, sure. But he's just more consistently on that level. If Steven shows up to that game and plays up to his potential, then all of a sudden that gap I don't think is too
3: big. Steven has a huge opportunity ahead of him in Pac-12 play. He does. Um, He obviously caught some eyes last week. He beat Jaden
2: Daniels. He He should beat
3: Jaden Daniels. He should. But he also went 23 of 30 for 337 yards and three touchdowns and no interceptions. Like, he had the fifth best game of anyone. That sounds good. (laughs) He had the fifth best game of anyone in the country this week in terms of total QBR. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't love total QBR, but right now it supports my narrative, so I love (laughs) it. Um, Yeah. he has a chance to build on that. Let's say he goes up against Arizona, puts together a similar performance buffs win again. Then he has, then he's going to be in the, on the same field with Justin Herbert. That's going to be the biggest opportunity for Steven because there's going to be all sorts of NFL scouts there to watch Herbert. And he's going to have the stage to show them, Hey, I'm one of these guys too. So the fact that he started off pac 12 play with a game like that really built him a foundation to do something special. he, there's nothing that precludes Steven Montez from entering into the late first round conversation. Except for just how he plays.
4: Hank, how bold is mm-hmm. that take?
2: I mean one like one to five. Is that a bold take? It's it's bold to say that Steven Montez will play like that. That's oh, what's bold. Okay. That's right. what that's right. where the stretch is. But uh no, is there, I mean, is there a danger
4: too in in an a guy who you say maybe struggles with some of the easy stuff sometimes and can give the ball away. Is there a danger in him maybe feeling himself too much like in, in that Oregon game? I mean, do you want to like Alec, how conservative will, will Tucker be versus really trying to open it up and, and keep pace?
3: Well, I think they tried to be conservative in the first three games of the season. And it, Almost came back to bite them all three times. It they did. got away with it twice, and it did come back to bite them against Air Force. Right. And I think in this latest game, they realized, all right, you can't put the reins on him, or else it just hurts the offense as a whole. So last week was like the best-case scenario. Now, they also did set up a lot of stuff to make it easy on him. Like You go back and watch, they threw a lot of screens. But that, like, that's smart play calling for a quarterback like that. Let him get rhythm throws, and then all of a sudden, the back shoulder throw to Tony Brown, thirty yards down the field. He doesn't think twice about it because he's just playing. So there's always there's uh, the, there's the risk of him feeling himself too much, and also putting too much pressure on himself in a game like that. But again, I mean, it's we we've seen him do it once now, like this year. He has a great opportunity to show, hey, I can do it two, three, four times in a row.
2: And the crazy thing about him is that they're all just like bounce back performances. Like he'll be bad one week. I mean, he wasn't terrible against Air Force, but but, but he, he just certainly was one of the reasons throws. they lost. yeah, and that's yeah. something
3: you you'd never want to be as a quarterback. Exactly,
2: exactly. But then he does something like that, and then it seems like every time, this is why I've been hearing that he just bounces back, and all of a sudden he has a big game. And in the lead up to that game, people kept saying that. People kept saying like, "Oh, you know that Steven Montez is going off because that's what he always does after he has a bad game. And I was like, sure, whatever. But then it actually happens again, and I don't know where that comes from. Like, w- I have no D- don't idea. Don't ask Go's me. Uh, yeah. it it it, it, well, it as the resident Nuggets
3: guy here, I would say. yeah. But, uh, actually, Jokic kind of does the same sort of thing.
2: Yeah, that's huh,
4: that's, like, true. Yeah. that's true. That's true. Well, that he's just too good to have two bad games in a row. It's really more of just like an same odds thing. It's, an it's odds thing. the same thing, thing with Martin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's thing, he's
3: yeah. also one of the five best players in the world, so it makes sense.
2: <laughs> yeah okay um i think it's probably time for us to tell you about these beers we're drinking yep uh today we're all drinking the breckenridge brewery lager um you see these three Allie is sitting over there and she has her own and also an empty can next to it so well, that's Allie, exciting chill out yeah, Allie, long day <laughs> Yeah, uh, crazy just, thing.
4: That's just the two we know about.
2: I know. <laughs> Seriously, she's probably like hiding more. Every time her right. chair moves, you hear a couple cans clink. On her <laughs> throat> throat> <laughs> um, I also saw on Twitter yesterday though that there's like a mango beer from Breckenridge. Yeah, now?
3: mango mosaic. That's oh. not new. Oh, isn't it? Um, no, it's not. I was at a concert at what's the place called again? Oh, Mission Ballroom. The other night, I had the agave wheat. Mm. That's a good good Go to mm. was
2: that the Maggie Rogers concert? Yes, I almost went to
3: that. It's Maggie, not Maggie. Uh, I hate Montana. It's a Montana <laughs> joke. <laughs> it's <laughs> hey, we that's ended up your going to the, being from Montana, we ended bro. up going to the Black
2: Keys instead, which was uh, wow. edgy. But that's a, really cool. Where'd you see the Black Keys? Uh, Pepsi Center. Oh, yeah, I went with a girl and I was shaving like a half hour before she came over. Good for you, just took are you sure she didn't stab you? Face. Because my
3: god, no, so no, this, it was is terrible. This
4: the same girl you took to the zoo. <laughs> the, the same one.
3: Yes. And Shouts her. Based on how many times you've hung out with her now, I think it's fair to call her the zookeeper. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's, that's incredible. So good. That actually is incredible.
2: We're going with the zookeeper. She doesn't listen to your podcast, does she? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's awesome. I know her dad's a Buffs fan.
3: Oh, oh okay. She's definitely a keeper. Uh, you though. can trust him. <laughs> yeah. She's definitely yeah. the
1: zookeeper.
2: Now we have that figured out. Um, So that's exciting. This thing bled. I don't know if... You can see it in the camera over there, but it's... Yeah, best to make sure they They can notice. see it. It's yeah. the yeah.
3: size of Mars.
4: Oh, yeah. We all wanted to say something when <laughs> you first walked in. Bled through the entire show. It was
3: awkward. So awkward. If you were a little bit younger, I would have called child services.
2: I know. The crazy thing is, like, I'm not bad at shaving. Yeah. Like, I, you say I, You that. taught me how to shave <laughs> months this, this ago. This is my
3: fault. <laughs> months
2: ago. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was looking at Ryan when I said that, by the way. Brendan teach me to just save. I forget that like, only half on the people topic, are watching on the video.
4: While we're On the topic, my mom, who's a huge Buffs fan, it's not true. On topic, there we go. She just texted me and
3: said, I have to lose the mustache. She's probably right. But oh, yeah. No, no. No, you don't think so? We've always needed a mustache at BSN. We don't. <laughs> I, I, <laughs>
2: quietly, he didn't hear. You he didn't have
4: to. Uh, it should probably go. You're right, mom. I don't know. She's I not mean, still listening. That was like 10 minutes ago. She's out. Can we get a close-up up. on She'd Brendan on the, on. the uh, live stream to, there?
2: Yeah. Wait, can I be next for the close-up?
4: Oh, oh, we did the close-up?
3: Right okay. after the who won the week poll, we should do should Brendan keep the mustache. Yeah. It's, it's just oh, like Henry no. versus Hank. It's going tonight. Yes. I've got a charity event, and I just can't. Uh, well, as, <laughs> as much self-confidence you as <laughs> you I have. You've got a charity event? I'm not, well, yeah, I'm a big well, deal. Well, maybe if you oh, keep wow. the mustache, people will think you're the charity. Is it a gala? Oh. That's probably my cue.
2: Oh, it was fun. <laughs> I think he's actually leaving. Oh, yeah, no, I'm out. Oh, bye, right. Brendan. I yep. uh, appreciate you're not always welcome on the show, but we might, we might do it again. That um, was good.
3: I'm glad he was here. That was a fun
2: one. I I have more questions. Oh, see, look, next I, we could have thrown this rugby read to Brendan. He could have killed that. It oh, would have been incredible. He seems like a rugby guy. We know he's not a buffs guy. Like it couldn't be worse. If we have to give him (laughs) some job, like I feel like that's the one.
3: Uh, He knows as much about rugby as he does about buffs football. Sure. Okay. Why don't you tell us about rugby? Um.
2: So there's a rugby thing. Okay. Uh, teams from 12 different countries, uh, playing rugby at Infinity Park in Glendale, I believe, and uh, it's October. Fifth I was not sixth. looking at the read. Fifth and sixth. Ah, I, I was trying to get it all I off the top of my head. Reads. Yeah, well, you don't let me actually read the reads. I have to be conversational. So, uh, rugby series, they're, they're from the USA, New Zealand, Canada, a bunch of other places. It's one of the main tune ups before the Olympics. Um, adult passes are only $20. You get $5 off when you use BSN 5. That makes them 15 if you're math
3: challenged. Uh, and I am.
2: Kids 12 and under are 10, three and under are free.
3: Um, and here's what makes this thing cool. It's not just rugby. And and if you haven't watched rugby, super entertaining sport.
2: But do you understand it?
3: Uh, Yeah, they like have the ball and then they do the little they, stack. They just want to go like thing. one way or the other yeah, way. Yeah, and you, and just, you can only throw it backwards, which is kind of cool. That is a cool rule. Um, I mean, it's not as cool as being able to throw it forwards. but
2: No, I think we it, it might get old quickly if they went that way in the NFL.
3: But it is cool to watch the game. It's like they just run the option really well.
2: We know I love that.
3: Yeah, you're gonna love this. I will love this. And then they have a lot of like awesome international food festival and a bunch of spirits and all the all the things that you need for a good day.
2: Wow, that is everything. Uh, again, it's October fifth and sixth. Arizona game is the fifth, so I'm gonna probably try to head out there on the sixth, go watch some rugby, eat some food, drink some drinks. And it's going to be a good time. Um, okay, Ryan. So we've been doing this thing on the show, well, starting yesterday that I was going to continue to do, where it's basically like talking about what happened so far this season, um, kind of like recapping through the bye week. And the way I wanted to do it is go through and saying like who who has played in a way that was unexpected and kind of changed the shape of the season so far. So yesterday we talked about how Tony Brown broke out. Is there a guy like that for you who kind of comes to mind?
3: There's a lot of guys who have I, – I hate to say this, but the one who has played differently than expected the most to me is LaVisca Schnall. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. We expected to be able to lean on him, and, I, and I'm not necessarily blaming him for all of this, but it has changed the shape of the season. What's crazy, Henry, is that it's changed the shape of the season for the better, in my opinion.
1: I,
2: I don't think that that's a bad take. Assuming LaVisca Schnall comes back healthy for the stretch run – knowing that you have all these guys, making the other team know that you have all these guys who can produce, you can win games without Laviska Chenault, I mean, that makes your team scarier, which is important.
3: Yeah, and it's allowed, It's forced a guy like Tony Brown to become Tony Brown. It has. It's forced a guy like KD to not – I don't think he ever wanted to, but he's always had to take a back seat to LaVisca. Yep. It's allowed him to kind of come into his own. It's forced uh, Steven Montez to – Go to his second read, second and third yeah. read. So it's it the fact that you're able to go through that and be three and one. If you're one and three, I'm saying it's it it's killed the season. For sure. But you're three and one and all of these guys have had to get better because you haven't been able to just lean on LaVisca in every single game. And so, yes, you do have to get LaVisca back at a hundred percent one point at some point and and Tyler Murray on free ball and made a great point last night, which was he can now miss an entire month and still play... So, they've played four. He can still play five games at the end of the season. Yep. I would so much rather get five games of the full Visca experience, which we got at the beginning of last season and we saw how amazing that was, than, you know, have him play the entire rest of the season at 75%. Yeah,
2: I think that that's a good take. Um, Just the fact that we know that this is, what, one of the... Three, four best offenses in the Pac-12 without Lavisca Chenault. I mean, they've looked like it recently, at least in this last game, and they were they were showing signs before. If they're consistent, obviously, but then you throw Lavisca into that, and it's a monster. It's unstoppable. Like, then you can start talking about, you know, like I've said before, the defense takes a step or two forward. Maybe you can compete for a Pac-12 South title if the offense can keep this up. You know,
3: absolutely. I completely agree, and. I, I I always I think it's funny that we just accept um that there's no update. Like 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 Mel Tucker told I know, you guys I know. Uh, no update. We're like we don't even know what the injury is. You definitely have an update <laughs> something. that is pertinent to uh <laughs> this situation. But we're just like, Oh yeah, sorry guys, no like, update. Have you
2: seen him grab his shoulder? Because that's more than we have seen in the last three days. Like we don't a little we, hint would be nice. Yeah.
3: I mean, honestly the way he looked on the sideline kinda had concussion vibes. Yeah. Like he looked a little dazed and, and out of it, but maybe that maybe they gave him a painkiller because he was in a ton yep. of pain. Like I don't know what it was, but like we have no idea. We thought maybe shoulder. They said midsection, I guess, on the broadcast. So helpful. We have we have so nothing. helpful. We have nothing and 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 that's frustrating. But however much time it takes to get him back to a hundred, I'm cool with. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's a good take. You know, my guy who I was planning
2: on talking about today as somebody who's really surprised and changed the season is Mikhail Onu. Because I'm not, I'm not sure if I've said this on the podcast before, but when I first started digging into this team, obviously you have to like watch videos of the transfers found a two minute, two and a half minute video of Mikhail Onu highlights from SMU. And I was here in the office watching them with Dre and we were watching you're like, okay, yeah, he can hit. There's that. But it, just in watching a highlight video of him, we could see that he was not good in coverage. Like, he was out of position. Like, he didn't look like he knew what he was doing. Like, there was an interception in there that he only got because he was so far out of position. And we saw that, and we're like, oh, no. He's just a straight-up in-the-box guy. Now he's he's a great safety in coverage. And that has been such a fun transition to watch. Like, I'm talking to Sam Neuer. He really highlighted uh, Mikhail's ability to... Be in the right position, like that's how he credited the turnovers. It's all hustle. It's like following the plays, even if you know you're not going to be able to hit the guy. Like think back to the Colorado State interception, his first interception of the season in the end zone. There was no way he was making a play on the guy, but he still ran over there, and
3: the ball happened to pop up
2: in the air, or or it was overthrown, and he grabbed it on the edge. Like he was just in position, and he hustled. You know, it's it's that kind of stuff.
3: The second interception was a tip.
2: Yeah, on the sideline, he was three steps away, but because he worked to get over there, he got. The turnover. You know, he's just provided something that the buffs have needed. Like, for a defense that can't get off the field by, you know, just getting three stops, like not letting the other side get 10 yards, having a guy who's forcing this many turnovers is massive.
3: He's been great. He's been incredible. I mean, he came out of nowhere. I didn't even know anything about him coming into the season other than what I just read from you. Mm -hmm. And it was like, whoa. He's... uh, Probably been the best player on defense to this point.
2: I think that's fair. I uh, definitely think that's fair.
3: Obviously, Mustafa has had flashes of being Mustafa, mm-hmm. and, and especially in that Nebraska game, he was huge. But Onu, I can just count on him. Like Every he time. Did what, he got beat on one of the touchdowns against Air Force. But what that, can you do? That happens yeah. to people against Air Force. So, man, I, I've been really impressed with him, and I just trust him. Like When he's out there, I just trust him. and And that's hard to find, especially on this defense. There's not many guys like that. Yeah, that's
2: very true. And, you know, what's been most impressive is just talking to him. Like, you talk to him and you understand why he graduated in three years and is now a graduate student. And the way he talked through his decision to come to Colorado. Say, like, you know, I've always wanted to play for a defensive head coach. I know that Mel Tucker's a guy who can turn me into something bigger than I was at SMU. Uh, I wanted this increase in competition in the Pac-12. Cool to hear that, by the way. Don't hear that take all the time. But, you know, it was it's that kind of like smart decision making. And then he really has picked up. He's taken to the coaching and you can see it pay off in the way he plays when you compare what what he's done this year with what he's done the last couple of years at SMU. Super impressed by that guy.
3: Anyone else you got uh on your list?
2: Uh let's see. Who else would there be? I mean Darian
3: Rakestraw last week is a good oh one. Oh my god. He was so awesome. He was everywhere. Uh oh, yeah. He was like Uh, all about the action like he just wanted to ball he wanted to hit people he wanted to make plays he was just like i'm going to fly around and just play ball
2: agreed and you know when we're talking who has really changed the season so far a guy who really didn't get much run before this week is kind of a hot take but he was was one of the the few pieces in a game that they won that they probably shouldn't have won there you could say if he isn't he isn't able to play for whatever reason they don't win that football game
3: you take the stop on Benjamin on the goal yep, line. Yep. And you, then you add in the interception. You take away those two plays, you very could easily win that game. Or lose that game. Definitely.
2: Definitely. Um who else? I think Tim lenott has been solid. Uh I've been impressed by both the tackles Will Sherman and Harlington or Arlington Hambright. Harlington Ambright. Yeah, I that's like not that. his name. That's not his name. We can call him Harley. Harley. We could <laughs> um, <laughs> uh yeah um so i think that those would probably be the guys that i'd circle you know i mean you could say the running backs but neither of them have really like blown the doors off of your expectations
3: i was impressed by Dion
2: smith the other yeah. night like he well, was shifty and, and quick
3: knew. and made plays and i was like oh he's good
2: okay and this is a story that i'm probably not supposed to share but during fall camp
3: love stories that you aren't supposed Ugh, to share. love them
2: too During fall camp. So they have the practice facility down below where they do all of that stuff. They have like the three fields set up. That's where they are this week during the bye week That's where they are during fall camp up like north of Folsom. They also have their normal practice facility and they have like the parking garage up there. So I'm parking in the parking garage. I'm walking down the trail. I can see over the fence into what's going on in the field. How dare you watch football? And and like I'm walking and I honestly not even paying attention to football because I'm like, oh no, is somebody watching me? Because I'm not supposed to know what's happening down there. And as I'm walking down, I see Deion Smith break like a 50-yard run. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's incredible. He must be something. You know? And so like that was one of
3: like, is that Dion Sanders? (laughs) Yeah,
2: exactly. (laughs) Number 20. Yeah. But uh I was watching and that was like one of four plays of fall camp I saw when I was walking down that hill. And so seeing him do stuff like that, like it's not all that surprising. They have a lot of good backs.
3: Really good. And I, and I, I came away being like, maybe he more needs more touches. Now, I realize it's hard because you have two really good backs. Fontenot is so sneakily good. Like I know. He doesn't bl- I mean, uh, the CSU game, he did kind of blow you away. But in all the other games, it's never been like, wow, Fontenot is straight balling. He just like knifes through holes and gets three to four yards, and you're just like, wow, that's really valuable. When you look back at the uh-huh. replay, there's like a tiny little hole, and he just kind of slides through it. Mangum is a beast. I mean, he is going to be a beast. And he then is. now he you is. you have the Smith guy, and I'm like, man, I really like the kind of shifty quickness that he showed in these runs. I kind of want to get him more touches. It's a great problem to have. It is
2: a great problem to have, and you need the offensive line to just keep improving. And they've improved so much from week one until what we saw at Arizona State when Steven Montez is dropping back and he has time to throw and he isn't panicked. And uh, it's it that's what this football team should be. That's what this offense should be. And if they keep improving that offensive line with all the talent they have, there's no ceiling for this offense.
3: That offensive line deserves so much credit. You need to write Chris a story about that <laughs> Yeah. Okay.
2: We can we can get on that. Last media availability tomorrow.
3: Um, maybe it's next week. What, whatever. Coach Cap has them playing together, and McChesney always says it. They're playing like a fist, not five fingers. Love when he says that. One of my favorite things he says. (laughs) What did he say? He said something on the podcast the other day that was hilarious. It was some sort of phrase that was amazing. I wish I could remember what it was. But uh, I love the fact. I love that that saying, and it's so true. And then all of a sudden, like you have these bookends, and Hambright like thank god he came to see you seriously uh, and, seriously and sherman who is a left tackle like a good pac 12 left tackle most likely
2: being a monster at right tackle
3: playing right tackle yeah. like what oh. a, what a luxury and then you, you he just has them playing good football and i've often harped the fact that if you give steven protection he can be great for you and last mm-hmm. week was such a perfect example of yes did they scheme things up for him to make it easy on him they did but when he needed to go to his second and third reads, he had the protection to do so, and he trusted them. At least he's building trust in them to Ex- do that for there him. There was
2: just that one play, like early on, where he's standing in the pocket and he's three seconds in, and he starts like getting happy feet and like jerking around. And you're like, "Where are you going?" Th- that's what. That's what it, you always see. That was it right there. And just having that one play inside a game where the rest of the time he was being what he can be. Just that juxtaposition was so interesting to see right there, like you could tell that there was a difference between those two guys
3: the one th- the one big complaint I have with Steven so far this season is his um unwillingness to run the ball yeah. like i I yeah. understand that <laughs> he needs to stay healthy, and I'm totally on board with that plan, but my lord, there's a third and four when they're across the fifty with three minutes left in the football game. And this ends up being the game-winning drive. Yeah. He rolls right, and there is no one within a mile of him. He, he, he like gets a snap. He drops back. He stands there. He rolls out.
2: He holds. He holds. There's no one. he's just looking downfield. There's no and one on the screen. And, and you're looking downfield. I'm like, <laughs> at Lake Street Tavern just screaming. Uh, and I'm sitting next run, to him.
3: Run! Run! <laughs> and finally, he finds KD. But if you go back and look at the play... There's a legal contact. KD got a shoulder into his chest, spun around, and then right when he turned back, the ball was there and he caught Boom. it. But Perfect. there's so many variables in that situation. There's so many variables going on there that you could have eliminated just by running the ball. I know.
2: I know. Uh, it's, it's, it just always worked out for him, though. Every time it worked out for him in that game in that game
3: but i need him to to take off a little more hmm. i need him to just say all right it's there let me go get it even when he does he does it too late and instead of 10 it's five and i'm like steven there was no one there bud just go yeah. like go it's back still college some, football i I would like if, if some point at this week someone would take steven into the film room and show him his game against oregon his first huh. start ever where he beat Oregon and he threw for 300 and ran for over a hundred and he was playing so freely. And when it wasn't there, he just took off and I'm totally okay with him doing that. Somehow he's gotten significantly slower since that day, which (laughs) I don't know how that (laughs) happened, but uh, like I just need him to take what's there and just go and not, you don't need to throw a touchdown pass when there's 10 yards sitting right in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's a good take. I mean,
2: it's so close. It's so close when you watch him play. Like, you can see how he can be so good and so consistent. And, I don't know, I'm just so excited for the rest of the season. Like we were talking about before, even though, I mean, it's about who wins the games and it's about the stat lines and all that kind of stuff. When people are evaluating Steven Montez, the fact that he gets to go toe-to-toe with all these different quarterbacks, like, first he has to beat Jaden Daniels, then what does he look like on the same field as a Quill Tate, and then Justin Herbert. And then whoever, whichever freshman it ends up being at USC, like they're all of these guys who he gets to go toe to toe with, who are really good quarterbacks, and he has a chance to prove himself in the same game as them, and it's going to be so much, so much fun to watch.
3: Absolutely, completely agree.
2: All right, Um, we are excited now to tell you about some game changing coffee. Hey, Ryan, I heard you got a new CBD product recently. I did. Did you bring it in here?
3: Uh, yeah. It is the uh, um, Gold Boys CBD uh, chapstick. And,
2: and and you're like a CBD proponent. You think that like the chapstick is... Hey, <laughs> my lips are
3: <laughs> less chapped, so shout out to them for that.
2: Okay. So if Ryan trusts CBD, then you guys <laughs> probably should too, because you know he makes good choices. Um, Strava Craft Coffee... Is CBD enriched coffee? It's non psychoactive. Uh, you can get it for 20% off when you use code BSN2019. You can get it shipped straight to your door. Uh, it's good coffee. You should definitely check it out. Nobody really knows like what CBD will do for them until they try it, and so it's one of those things where you just like give it a shot and see. And one of the big things that,
3: that they've always talked about is how if you if you're able to uh, sorry if you like coffee but you don't you get a little jittery from it then this is perfect for you it kind of has the 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 liveliness that you get out of drinking mm, coffee yes. without the jitteriness if you don't like that
2: yeah i pounded a red bull before this so i could be fun what so. is what, you got to stop drinking red bull well it's when i don't have time to drink a whole coffee
3: i know that people listen to this and every time you talk about drinking red bull they cringe like i, know. I do <laughs> and so we're having an intervention right now Henry, you drinking Red Bull has hurt me in these ways. Mm,
2: what ways? Tell me about the ways, Ryan.
3: I worry about your health, and uh, we need someone to cover the buffs, and I don't want you to die. So I am... Allie's here. <laughs>
2: oh, Chef Ryan. Allie, what do you think?
5: <laughs> about your Red Bull? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the,
3: um, you're excited about her here, but she's just part of the intervention.
5: Th- yeah, this is turning into a real intervention yeah
2: Yeah. oh no i no mean no more red bull drink it's coffee it's much better <gasps> I for do, you but, but like i'm running out of the house i'm like okay i got to get Did over you get to that dmbr cold brew
5: that i told you about
2: and then i drank it all and all i had left was red bull well
5: go buy some more of that instead <sighs> of red bull but
2: it's just it's it just, it just so fast you can just like no. drink the whole thing right away and then all of a sudden it's and, like you're and then on another you go, planet an hour what later, about it, it's carbonated
3: it takes you longer to drink than a coffee
2: it's, but it's condensed it's less that you have to drink just the quantity
3: we need you to stop
5: you you can get a tall a small coffee somewhere and that will be
2: but it won't it won't be as strong as the red bull red bulls just make me crazy
3: like in a way that uh,
5: uh, that may not be a good thing
3: well how would how does zookeeper feel about this (laughs)
2: oh there's a good question i know that we both like the uh vanilla sweet cream cold brew from starbucks so we're plugging that now instead of i mean that Kraft, might, I guess. <laughs> honestly that
3: might not be no it's all sugar. that might not be any better for it's you all than sugar. red bull is
2: i've just been drinking like black americanos now because they're like cheap and it's just all caffeine and it's not watered down by sugar or anything
5: so pretty much what we're saying water. is we need to get you some strava Kraft coffee
3: i think so yes i think i need some strava Kraft coffee i have like a bunch at my house so i'll hook you up
2: why haven't you been drinking it
3: i have been drinking it
2: then why is there a bunch left? Because they hooked it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. We'll give that a try. Um, we should probably move along now to answer some questions. Um, and I probably should have pulled it's these It's a good thing you were so prepared for this. Because segment. I couldn't... <laughs> the, the thing is, usually when I'm recording these and I'm not on camera, I can just pause things and uh, then... That's Nobody called magical podcasting. I, know. I like kind
3: of watching you struggle here, so I'm not even going to talk. Ah, uh,
2: yeah. Let me just keep talking. Um, let's see. Where is that tweet? And oh, wow. Da, da, da. Um, this is terrible. Hey. This Good is terrible here. for the Good people content, listening. Hank. Uh, it's loading. I found podcasting. the page to so. Okay, there's my tweet. Got nine questions, oh. and the first one comes in from Will Skinner, who says, "Where is Mark Perry? Thought I'd be hearing his name more."
3: Will Skinner. Him and I played high school golf together. Oh, did you? No Shout way. out to Will.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what were the chances? I wonder if it's the same Will Skinner. It is. Okay. Uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you answer that question, thanks.
2: Um, I mean, he's been out there a little bit. He hasn't been totally missing. I think I, you have to remember he's a true freshman. He's 18. A lot of guys don't adjust the game quickly. There's high expectations. He's going to be a big part of the rotation. I believe now Makai Blackman is listed as the number two star uh, where Mark Perry was to start the season behind Davion Taylor. So he was learning that position. Now he's kind of bumped down. It's tough to learn multiple positions. I'm not sure if they were asking him to, like, learn a safety job and the star spot, but it could be that there's just a lot of information for him to take in. And I bet in some form that's what it is. And we'll see him out there by the end of the season would be my guess.
3: Uh, Tyler Ziskin last night had the had a theory. I want to I hear your thoughts okay. on it. He said move – uh, on third downs, move Davion Taylor to inside backer because yep, the, Nate the money Lyman position cannot cover to save his life. And <sighs> then take when Maddox gets he- healthy, take Rake Straw and put him in the star.
2: Ooh, or, that part's interesting.
3: Right. Yeah, the star.
2: So I've said this before, but during fall camp, I talked to Davion Taylor and asked him where he felt most comfortable playing, He's starting in the star, which is like the outside linebacker cornerback hybrid and then he said that he feels better in the money position, which is that inside linebacker safety hybrid, which would be the third down spot. They haven't really used him there, and that's been surprising to me. Like, sure, it's tough for a guy his size to be fighting with the (laughs) 300-pounders, but at the same time, like, third downs, when you're going up against a bad offensive line like Arizona State's, and you're getting torched in the middle of the field, throwing some speed right there seems like the right opportunity. And if you aren't willing to put him
3: there in that situation, I'm not
2: sure which situation you are willing to put him there.
3: I don't know. All I know is they got to do something about the backers because they they, as I, I I don't I just feel like they don't know what they're doing,
2: uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's part of it. You know, talking to John Van Deese today, he said, He's trying to get to that place where Nate Landman is, where you just know what everybody on the defense is doing. And that's your job as the inside linebacker. I just
3: need Nate to know what he's doing in coverage.
2: (laughs) Okay, there's a take. And, you know, like John said, like that's one of those things I'm still learning. We're still figuring it out. Feels good. Struggle for him has been he's been like a little bit banged up. And so he's been focused on rehabbing instead of like actually improving himself. And there's those things going on. But the truth is, yeah, you need speed there to be playing Pac 12 football teams. Like beat Air Force with your big heavy guys, sure but you need some speed somewhere to match these teams.
3: Landman it just looks like a completely different – when he's going downhill, yeah. he looks like an NFL player. Mm-hmm. And when he's in coverage, he looks like an NFL player, but just one for the Broncos. I was
1: going <laughs> to oh, make that joke. You stole my wow. joke. Sorry. Yeah. No,
2: it's true. <laughs>
3: it's true. Uh,
2: yeah. I mean, that's, that's a problem, and that's one that really needs to be fixed.
3: I think we have another question that's kind of similar to that. Anyone who's watching this live stream could probably figure out the code to your phone. Just by watching the way you hit it. If
5: anybody
2: knows
3: what
5: uh, the code... The sign is in front of it. It's oh, true. So I, no I, no You
3: can, can still it. just tell by the way he hits it. So you know it. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're going to text <laughs> zookeeper. Uh, uh, she's yeah, going to love this. I'm going to hack into his phone. And
2: um, what do you think our record could be after these next six games? I think five wins is optimistic, but possible. That comes in from Mark Simpson or Zero Mark 30. Great name.
3: That is a good name. Um... Six games. How many games are left in the season? Nine? Uh, no, eight. Eight more games left. We're in in week five. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just a pair of fours <laughs> on my hands. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so there's eight games. Uh, Do you have the schedule? Uh, what are the next? What are the next so six?
5: We've got by. Then right. we've got Arizona. Arizona. Oregon. Oh, you guys are for me this
3: time. Thank you. Then um, Oregon. Ugh. UCLA is in there, I think.
5: Um, after Oregon.
3: All right, let uh, yeah, us, okay. give it to us, Hank. Home against
2: Arizona, at Oregon, at Washington State, home against USC, at UCLA, home against Stanford, and then you hit the second bye. So those are the next
3: six. So, so you should uh, you should get Arizona. Yeah. There's one win. Um, you put that on this likely side. won't get Oregon. Okay, on so one and too, one. Yeah. Or uh, Washington State's at home. No,
1: it's, no, no right. it's on the
3: road. Probably won't get
2: that one. I think that's fair. One and two.
3: USC, will they finally beat
5: USC?
1: USC is
3: at home. Uh, I mean, it's a toss-up at best, Yep. but they probably won't be favored. Yeah. So let's just, uh, for right now, call it a loss.
2: One and three.
3: UCLA at home. That's a win. That's a win. Stanford at home. Sorry, is UCLA? UCLA's at that, a UCLA's oh, UCLA
2: is on, right? on the road. Yeah, I'm yeah. still giving win. that a win. Yeah. yeah, definitely.
3: And Stanford, I'm giving it a win.
2: So that's three and three. And to be honest, between that Washington State game and the USC game, Like, those are both games that Colorado will probably lose, but between them, I think there's a decent shot. They pull a win out of one of them.
3: So, if that happens, they're bowl eligible.
2: Right there, yeah. Doesn't Um, matter what happens against Washington or Utah.
3: Actually, it it doesn't feel like it. There's a little bit of room for error in here. There is. There's a tiny bit, but... (laughs) Because, I mean, you don't want to be with five going into Washington and Utah.
2: No, that's a terrible position to be in. Um, Obviously,
3: you have Washington at home. Anything can happen, but... That's not where you want to be. So, you got, I mean, really, you got, you should be getting to six at that Stanford game.
2: Mark Simpson said he thinks five wins is optimistic, but possible. So, that's just, well, I'm always the optimist.
3: <laughs> so. Just
2: a loss to Oregon. I mean,
4: I would say, it's no, I very don't think
3: optimistic. he, oh, you think he's talking about five out of the next six? I thought you're yeah. saying they'd be, they would be up to five wins at that point. Yeah,
5: part. I thought he said up to five wins.
2: So, he thinks two of the next six would be optimistic then. That would I be guess, a very pessimistic
3: view. Be a p- pessimist optimist? Yeah,
2: <laughs> yes, it would.
5: He thinks he will win five of those games. I
3: that mean, would be very optimistic.
5: That is I mean, way it's, it's too like we're optimistic. saying,
2: like, no Wa- thing is too optimistic. Washington uh, State. I any, think
5: that's the definition <laughs> of that. I, th-
2: I, mean, I mean, Washington State, USC. Those are both winnable games. They're just not games you expect to win. I think if out you of do get both every
5: year. USC, like last year. The Buffs had the chance to beat USC, but they just fell apart. LaVisca, got, LaVisca hurt. got hurt. Yeah. And so this year, if LaVisca is healthy, I do think this may be the year, especially at Folsom.
3: How many quarter – are they down to their fourth or third? Third. Oh, Matt Fink. Could, could be the fourth by the time uh, we, we get around I to mean, that. They so if the offensive game. line
2: doesn't – yeah, but yeah.
3: The thing that's scary – I mean, it's all going to be shootouts. So it all just comes down to – because I want to be like, the thing that's scary is that all they do is just throw it up to five stars and they jump over you, and that's definitely going to happen to the buffs in that game. But, I mean, they had never won in Tempe. Mel Tucker got that done. So what's to stop him from ending his streak against USC? We aren't
2: factoring in Mel Tucker. Oh, we should be bobbling his head more.
3: It bobbles when I start shaking my legs. So. Okay, we'll just have to do that.
5: But I would say let's not shake your legs. <laughs> okay. Just bobble it with the finger.
2: Okay, uh, moving on. to The next question from Jonah Wilson. Um, he says, "What is the biggest concern on what so far seems to be a pretty well well rounded Buffs team? Biggest concern?
3: The secondary. Yeah. Well, just coverage in general. A pass it rush depends. is right in there as well. Right. Yeah. And I guess those things all go, tied together. Yeah, it all comes together. You need because I want to say the secondary." But it's not all on Or them. linebackers, it's coverage the in the line, linebackers. The coverage in the linebackers is a problem, and all of that is made worse by the fact that you aren't getting there.
2: Yeah. So the defense.
5: Yeah.
3: Is the answer. Specifically which, the pass defense. Which I yeah, thought. Yeah, I mean, the run defense has been fine. Like, yeah. they made, you know, oh, Benjamin yeah. look mm. like a normal guy. Yeah.
2: I mean, he has kind of been a normal guy this year, but they continued that. Yeah. And that's something.
3: Um.
5: You th- You would think that this defense – I, it is better, but you would think it would be even better with Mel Tucker as the head coach. And I know that takes time to develop, uh, and they're getting there, but there are a lot of questions still. We came in to this season with the same questions that we're asking now.
3: In the end, it just it comes out of the guys you have, and yeah, he just doesn't have enough guys right now for to have a great defense. Yeah, I think that that makes sense.
2: Uh, this one is... Uh similar Peter Martin says Henry what is the main thing you think the defense has to do to get off to better starts You know and here's my take on this one I think So we're going to pull it back to Madden um because in Madden one of my favorite things to do is just like they they added an awesome new double A gap package there's mm. like 15 different plays and so all of them are different like different guys dropping into coverage you have like man on one side zone on the other and it's just confusing stuff and so whenever things aren't going well, you're just like, throw something weird at them. See if you can get a defensive end. And that's what I think the buffs need to do. They need to do something to get a play early. They need to either get a sack in the first drive. They need to get, you know, something like that. They need early success so that the offense can get that lead as just like a step ahead as you kind of like race.
3: The thing with Mel that I'm, I feel like I'm starting to learn is he likes to use the early portion of the game to learn what the other team wants to do
2: it's it's similar to the Broncos the Super Bowl year where it seemed like every year teams would score on the first drive and then they just wouldn't score again
3: yeah it it just seems like he wants to go out in base and just see okay here how are they going to attack our base defense and then we'll make adjustments based off of what what we think they're going to do now a lot of that I think also has to do with the fact that he doesn't trust This defense very much and they haven't really done anything to earn that trust other than force some turnovers force quite a few turnovers but I think he kind of is afraid of gambling early and having them score a long touchdown and then you're kind of in the hole I do love the fact that Mel goes against conventional wisdom and when they win the toss takes the ball because the defense is a problem and you'd much rather be up 7-0 than down 7-0
5: well with that all right the first few weeks both struggled in the first half this week we saw the offense actually score on the opening drive yeah so maybe as we continue the season all of the pieces everyone will be playing a complete football game including the boss just getting their feet underneath him so maybe the uh against arizona we see that defense war, even though against Arizona, that's...
3: <laughs> I'm... So
5: oh, I don't know about that. But maybe it's just taking some time.
3: The worst thing about playing uh, Arizona right after the bye is I have to have nightmares about Khalil Tate for two whole weeks yeah. before we play him.
2: Yeah, that is scary. Like, because I've only gone back... Like, I guess I watched the last one. But the stat lines are just incredible. He Joel. runs, He's he runs for wild. 350 his first time playing Colorado. He throws over 300 the next time he plays Colorado.
3: Ugh. He yeah i mean he weirdly like hasn't looked good like that first game was like maybe his best game ever mm-hmm. and he hasn't looked that amazing since except for when he played the buffs last year very true very frustrating
2: um next question is from bryce t he says do you see the buffs in a new year's six bowl this year if not do you see them in any top tier bowl games
3: I personally see them in the National Championship game. Um,
2: yeah, I think that's going to be a commentary. And that's
3: not a New York New Year Six game, so my answer is no. I do not <laughs> see them in a And I th-
2: think you might be right about that. <laughs> um so the answer is probably no.
5: Yeah, yeah I It's
2: just no. not going to
3: happen probably because I mean, Anything can happen, but it's not like I see
5: I see them more um like they were during the Rise year um, well, that's just, the Holiday Bowl.
3: Well, let's just. Well, I mean, they went to the Alamo Bowl that year. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. But like, how about just any bowl? Yeah, no, I don't uh, care any if it's bowl. The Pinstripe Bowl or the Cheez It Bowl <laughs> or the Fight Hunger Bowl or Ooh, any that's bowl in
5: a, a, bowl, a bowl game they can win.
3: I know. Uh, ah. mm. Any bowl game.
5: The Alamo loss was bad.
3: Yeah, but they won to the week that, that, that led up to that. They did.
5: Like that was just so.
3: Uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, between that and the Pac-12 championship, it really took the wind out of the sails. Yeah. But. Everyone had a really good time that week. <laughs>
5: yeah, you had a really good time. I
3: also had a really good time that week, so I have no regrets about going to the Alamo Bowl.
2: Yep. I think that the reasonable expectation is, or maybe not expectation, but goal is make a bowl game. Just make any bowl game. If you could get out of the Cheez-It Bowl,
3: that would be a dream. I where like is the Cheez-It Holiday Bowl played? Holiday Bowl. That's why I mentioned That's that. That's a good In
5: question. San Diego. Is the yeah. Holiday
3: Bowl still even around?
5: The, Hollywood, or the, which uh, one, the yes. one I'm talking about?
2: Yeah, so that's also a Pac-12 tie-in. It's loading the location. Do you know where it is? Yeah, it's San Diego.
5: San Diego. That's like, like, what was it, like December 27th? That's like a good, that's a good bowl.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else we got here? Where is they, the cheese? it Bowl? The Buffs
5: almost got that.
3: cheese. it
2: Bowl is, uh oh, you meant location. So that's the lowest Pac-12 team, Phoenix.
3: Yeah, let's No problems here. <laughs> uh, let's definitely you all right go to with Phoenix in December. <laughs>
2: you all right with the Las Vegas Bowl? Yeah.
3: Uh, could Ryan's not be way if i could choose any <laughs> bowl that wasn't a great bowl <laughs> i would for sure choose the las vegas bowl all
2: right um alamo bowl
3: we've talked about yep um that's obviously insane in san and tone y- uh, yes uh, has not been said which
5: that drive did not seem very fun
3: 14 hours but ziskin did the whole thing he refused to give up the wheel so i didn't even have to do anything i just wrote my story about seffa lufa the whole time
5: mm.
2: nice Huh, productive. Uh, Sun Bowl is in El Paso, Texas.
3: Yeah, let's avoid that one. Yeah. That's where
2: Steven Montez is from, though. Oh, so that's a fun storyline, at that least. That is a fun storyline. What I'm, a way I'm for him to end his career. i I'm
3: about personal games We're <laughs>
2: still thinking Vegas. Okay, Uh, Santa Clara is the Red Box Bowl.
3: That's uh, bad no, memories that's from sucks. Pac-12 championships. <laughs> there's, no,
2: there's just it's no just vibe in that stadium. It's hard.
3: You gotta it's g- like, g- yeah. I don't know. It's like a corporate office. If you put a football stadium in a corporate office, that's what it would be.
5: And around there is pretty. There's nothing yeah. to do.
3: No, we had to stay in San Jose. It sucked.
2: Uh, Holiday Bowl, which I'm pretty sure is the second place team out of the Pac 12. San like Diego. One. We talked oh, about that. Oh, this one's
5: one. on New Year's Eve.
2: So, still New cool. Year's Eve in San Diego? Count me in. That would be fun. <laughs> and uh, in I case like you guys hadn't heard, the Rose Bowl is in Pasadena. Oh, oh, wow. We should do that one. We should do that one. That
1: one, would we be should the best. do that one.
2: I think they get my vote uh yeah Vegas any of those are good two, though
3: any options are okay except for el paso and then santa clara wouldn't be ideal
2: yeah i i think santa clara is probably my bottom
3: no, i would say i like i like you bottom. being loyal to the story i yes. appreciate it. <laughs> i mean it's my
2: job i just want the clicks um oh and i didn't prep a question okay this one's on me again working on it uh would rick george leave cu for usc's ad opening from bradley
3: I don't think so. I was um, looking th- yeah. I mean, for would they target Rick George? I don't know. Um I mean he's certainly worthy of the job. I don't think so. I just USC is weird, they like always want to keep it in the family. And it
2: never goes well recently. Um,
3: I just think he's so happy to be here with Mel Tucker. Yep. Like I think he truly believes they're onto something special with Mel Tucker and, he and was, I think he wants to see that through. He was here in the eighties.
5: And I, I can see Rick wanting to see it through with Mel. But before Mel was an option, there were talks of not him leaving, but it not being like him not being here for very long. But now that Mel's here and I he has that like, friendship, yeah. I can see and he's excited about it. And this is his guy. Then I can see him staying yeah. long term. And, and I was like
2: out. looking through his biography and I didn't see any ties not to, not even to really the West California. Coast. Yeah. Yeah. At least I know if I might have missed something. But uh yeah, I would be surprised if that's what happens. It makes sense for him to stay with Mel Tucker. Um plus like he, he was a part of the national championship team here back in the day. Like he actually does have some ties here. Does have ties like, here. He left I for think a while. he
3: probably loves it here. Yeah, I How do could think you he not? Exactly.
2: <laughs> and at this point, I mean I think he's even said uh when when they were talking about potential upgrades or adding a new sport, that's what it was. He said that they've kind of mapped out the next like three or five years or something like that. And that whatever happens past then Will probably be the next guy's problem So it, it makes it sound like Rick George May not be a guy who's looking for Building his career at this point As much as finishing, finishing his finishing job up Finishing it off, yeah um, Next question Was not prepared uh, My code is I all ones I think it's because you have more people here ones.
5: Instead of just you You're a little rattled by it
2: I'm so rattled I have to look both ways um, <laughs> Plus I feel weird recording a podcast And drinking a beer at home um,
5: At home, this is...
2: This basically this is my is home. This is the
5: office. <laughs> no,
2: well, that's why I don't do it at home. You know, like, this is a new...
5: Oh, okay. doesn't matter. Right. Uh,
2: the defense has looked extremely slow. If that is the case, have the coaches looked into adjusting the scheme to better cover fast
3: teams? From Ian Loomis. Sorry, Ian. When you're slow, you can't cover fast teams. There's just nothing you can do.
2: Yep. I think we talked about Davion on Taylor, but...
3: <laughs> I mean... I, I wish there was, and if there was ways, then the, the talent or uh, the... Uh, Parity would be a lot better, but it's just... Very true. You you got to force turnovers, and to their credit, they've done it so far.
2: And in the past, they have protected their linebackers a little bit more in coverage, and so they've kind of closed those zones down, but that puts more pressure on the corners and the safeties to fill those gaps that the linebackers aren't, and then they get spread out, and then speed beats you that way. You know, there just isn't a way to do it if you can't match it. Um, One final question... I think probably the best question we got, no offense to the rest of you, uh, from Buff Jason says, do you prefer good Montez or bad Montez? Then there's a little smiley face on it.
3: Thoughts I wish f- Vote was still here. This is one question he probably could have I answered. I was so excited to give Vote
2: this question.
5: All right, we're looking at me, so I'm going first. Oh, I'm you're in, in votes, too. No, we
2: don't <laughs> have to answer this. Um, I would say bad Montez. Bad Just Montez good. is so Montez. frustrating. Yeah. When you guys
5: were talking about how he... Uh not doesn't refuse but he just doesn't run when there's oh my god I was over there it makes me so mad I get that he doesn't want to be injured but and like I think
3: it's a coaching staff thing honestly
5: being injured what does this team do so I understand but it's like go yeah knock on wood but it's just very frustrating when you're watching a game and you're like please run and you're used to NFL quarterbacks so
3: yeah I just I think that I I have to assume the coaches have told him like stay safe stay in the pocket throw the ball away don't put yourself in harm's way it's why you see him even like he gives up yards just to get out of bounds yeah I
5: mean you, I know especially and I think Buffs fans remember cepho cepho did not care about protecting himself he was throwing himself when he we had to tell him remind him just even in the press box everyone would be like no cepho slide slide please because obviously no one wanted him to go down but Buffs fans, you're just used to seeing that. And then, and Steven did have a little bit of that in him. And like you said, he's gotten slower and he's just more scared. And it's very frustrating, but I understand it. So.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's just so much potential there. And that's what makes the whole thing so frustrating. And I I do think that he's slowly figuring out how to use it. Maybe that's just because we just saw his best game of the season. And maybe it isn't just going to be like this slow, steady improvement all season. It could just be up and down. But at least from the four games I've seen of Steven Montez, it does seem like he's building a little bit. Like, he's missing throws a couple in those middle games, but at the same time, like, generally, I feel like he's picking up the scheme better. Because, I mean, if, you're, if you want to judge the offense, you judge them, or judge Steven Montez, you judge him based on what the offense does because yeah. it's his job to run it. And I think that they've been taking steps, even if every game hasn't shown that.
5: Uh, Ryan's a very big. Always, sup- not I. W- I don't know how I would say this, but you're you're a Stephen Montez guy. Well, 100%. when when people are frustrated with him, you're like, no, he's still one of the better quarterbacks in the Pac-12 and in college football in general. And you always say you got to remember he is a college quarterback, mm-hmm. but you can't n- not get why he can be so frustrating for fans
3: he, he it's always frustrating when you have a guy who has upper tier talent and doesn't always play to it but again that's what just what happens in college yeah. like it takes a, the, you 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 aren't going to get baker mayfield at cu you aren't going to get kyler murray you aren't going to get any of these guys who are the, as close as you can get to a finished product in college they're, they're making all the throws they aren't frustrating you in any ways. i've just seen so much quarterback play at colorado and bad quarterback play over the last twenty years, especially, to know, to, to 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 be able to appreciate, to be able to appreciate him for what he does well. Like, I I've seen Jordan Webb, <laughs> and neither of you probably even know who that is. I've start, heard the name actually. Start games no, yeah, for yeah. Colorado. Like, I I've seen uh, Connor Wood, who great guy, really love him, really nice person. But th- these guys were so incapable. I know that Steven is capable. I go into every week being confident and I, I believe in him to go out there and do enough for us to win the game. And I've there's been so many quarterbacks where it, you just didn't have that feeling. Like I watched Nick Hirschman play football. You, until you've been <laughs> through that, you can't appreciate Ugh. Steven the way that I appreciate Steven.
2: I think that that's fair. You know, it just depends on what scale you're judging him on. If you're comparing him to draft prospects – then there are some debates to be had if you're comparing him to past CU quarterbacks obviously he's yeah. he's up there i mean you look at the record is everything. book look at the record book perspective is everything
5: i also think he has grown so much in the last 2 years and he's he's a lot more disciplined now mm. so there is a lot more to appreciate but he he still can be extremely frustrating
3: well hopefully he got over a hump against Arizona state yeah. and we'll see him just cruise to the finish line from yeah. here.
2: Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see what happens now with this new coaching staff and Steven when they have two weeks to prepare for an opponent. Like, you'd think that for a good, smart football team, that should be huge, especially for this offense. You should see them just roll. And I think that that's going to be something that I will grade Steven on. Like, what does it look like when he has two weeks to know what he's going up against? I don't know. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited for football comeback.
5: Who does Oregon play this week,
2: that's a good question
3: uh arizona plays ucla that'll be interesting
5: (laughs) you understand henry understood (laughs) what i was saying
3: (laughs) Uh, yeah so that'll be interesting to watch um obviously ucla with the comeback of the century last week all of a sudden just snapped washington
2: state's quarterback like aaron gordon aaron gordon
3: Think so? No, Alex Gordon. Alex Gordon. Uh, yeah, maybe. Oh <laughs> no! Now we're getting confused. But the point. Aaron is, Gordon plays basketball.
2: I know, and that's why I don't trust it. But but the point is, he threw nine, nine touchdowns, touchdowns and lost. Nine
5: touchdowns. I mean, sixty points on the board from both teams. That's
2: Anthony Gordon. Wow. Oh, we were close. We had we A. Right. We were close.
3: <laughs> Can you we're
5: imagine a Buffs game going to a shootout that intensely?
3: No, oh, I can't.
5: In, in your how many games have you been at Folsom now? Have you ever seen something like that besides uh, the Nebraska?
3: W- well, no, there was a uh, not 62-36, uh, which is always fun to talk about, <laughs> 62-36. Um, <laughs> the, the one that comes to mind is actually 65-51, which was also a matchup with Nebraska, uh, and the Buffs won that game 65-51. Wow. Most, I believe that's the most points anyone's ever scored on Nebraska. At Folsom? At Folsom
5: what was that game when when was that game oh
3: man i want to say testing mm, your knowledge i want to say 2005 but that's a pure guess might just because there's a five and 65 and another Mm, five and 51 i just have fives in my mind but it was a an absolute shootout and the buffs just made more plays that was crazy and even that that's, that's not as many points as were scored in this 67 60. Is that what the final 67 63? 63, yeah. Yeah, 63. Oh my, 130 points. Ugh.
5: Is there any team the Buffs will face where you could possibly see a shootout like Washington that?
2: Washington State. Washington State, UCLA. Yeah.
5: <laughs> you like, think they would? <laughs> oh, that'd be, it'd be so much hard fun. for Washington State to terrible, go it that it'd be so much Someone fun.
3: should write something about the shootout effect because when a game gets into that the defenses start playing worse they do and the offenses start playing better and yeah. it's like this cr- it's there's something that happens psychologically where it just you start seeing it happen and you're like oh here it goes And it's just like touchdown, 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 touchdown. And I've
2: thought about that. And I've thought about, like, when I say Steven Montez has to go against, like, these quarterbacks and see them face off against each other, like, I want to say because they're playing in the same game, like, it's the same circumstances, but they're also playing two different defenses. So you can't grade them and they have different talent. But there is that thing where it's like, in this one game, this is how this game is being played and who can adapt and get it to work. You know, it is that weird effect. I don't know what you'd even write about it. Like it have to just be well, like someone a think would just piece. To, no
3: well someone would have to like do some real research on like Huh. just Pink, here's w- your project how many <laughs> points it takes you know how many at what point does the ter- does the shootout effect kick in like oh if there's fifty points in the first half like you know you've reached like the shootout yeah. threshold and I don't know
2: yeah I like it uh before we get out of here are you guys both gonna be at the tailgate on Sunday before the yep. Bronco game yep. you are awesome uh plugging that. We partnered here at DNVR, not BSN. Good job. Uh, the BSN-BST tailgate thing, though, at Folsom is going to be yeah. tough for me to get over, just because D- it sounds DNVR right.
5: DNVR-BST. Yeah.
2: yeah, it doesn't well, sound as good. BST-DNVR. BST-DNVR. Okay, we'll give them the first one. I like that. Yeah. Uh. But the point is, we partnered with Sons of Mile High to uh, have a tailgate before the Broncos games, and they're really good tailgates. They've had them for forever. We will all be out there, and if you want to come talk buffs before the game... We would all probably rather talk buffs than Broncos,
3: I think.
5: Um, Well, Ryan's job Uh, is to cover the uh, Broncos.
3: I'm just going to leave that one alone. Okay, (laughs) yeah,
2: just leave that one alone. All right, um, I'll be back tomorrow with another podcast. Thanks, as always, for listening. We appreciate you guys. Uh, Subscribe to DNVR. We're doing cool stuff. Check it out if you haven't yet. Uh, Good first day of live video content. We'll okay. be
5: releasing our uh, Buffs Weekly Breakdown.
2: Yes, we are. And we will also be filling that right after. And I totally remembered. Uh, <laughs> I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye.
0: 180. Speeding past competition. See you later, baby. baby. Colorado yeah. Army with soldiers like the Navy. Yeah. And voters where we stationed, patiently awaiting Boy. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swagging as the crowd do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you're afraid uh-huh. Cause you know we finna hit, hit ya. Hit ya. hit ya. hit ya. Hey. hey, you on your own now? Why you watching the official? Yeah. You just better hope you make it and we playin' with you, you can get it anytime yeah. It started at the scrimmage, we gon' win it at the line yeah. My Colorado swag in the middle of the ring. ring Throwing blows, knocking down team at the I team think they like my Colorado swag Cause when I'm in that play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act And when I'm in it go you know I'm acting bad Gittle bus with my Colorado Sway. My Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado Sway. My Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway. Man, I swear, I think they like my Colorado Sway. Have you ever seen around? I'm to Colorado. Buffaloes. We say we got 'em. If we don't, then we'll get 'em when we see 'em, then we add seeem then we they all. Like my Colorado because when I'm in it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly a books with my Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway, my Colorado Mine I swear, I think they like my colorado. I think they like my Colorado sway Cause when i minute play I don't really, oh really know just how to act And when i minute in it go you know I'm aus- acting bad Holly get a books with my Colorado sway My Colorado sway My Colorado sway I think they like I think they like my Colorado sway My Colorado sway My Colorado sway Man, I swear I think they like my Colorado
1: sway